Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. Okay, today's podcast is so extra, extra special because we have my bestie, Sarah, aka Sarah the Human, on the show. Sarah and I have been friends for five years, more or less, more actually, and have gone through our own individual seasons of growth, and we've gone through transformation. We have really both individually and within our friendship grown so much into our current selves and if I do say so myself I believe our current selves are just thriving Uh, she inspired me to become a coach and she went through her own eating disorder recovery journey which we talk a little bit more about that in um, previous episodes of take the cake if you go way back to 2021 she was on two episodes of take the cake Uh, She wrote a book, and it's an incredible book, incredible story of growth and transformation, and she's just amazing. She's a beautiful person inside and out, and I actually asked her to come on the podcast again after we had experienced this shopping trip together, and um, we both were kind of like going through a lot internally, and then we talked about it together, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to have you back on the show, because this conversation just needs to be public, like, this is just a good juicy convo, so this is just kind of like a little girl chat, a little moment, Um, I'll save the story for the actual show, because we talk about it, but I really do love this episode, we chat about weight gain, and shopping, investing in yourself, Um, it's beautiful, and also, Sarah just launched her own podcast called Breakfast for Dinner. So cute, right? I love the name. Where she also brings conversations that she has with amazing people in her life onto the air and into your ears. And I honestly couldn't recommend it enough. Sarah has given me such a sense of freedom and joy. And every time I spend time with her, I just feel so energized and refreshed. And I feel like I can be true to myself and be curious about this world that we live in and this life we get to have. So I know that that will reflect in her show. She just launched it um, literally this week. So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below for you to listen and give her a follow on Instagram. I'll also leave that down below as well. Before diving into the episode, I want to give a disclaimer. In this episode, Sarah and I talk about shopping for higher quality clothes and we do you know name drop some stores that are both on the lower price point and on the higher price point and I just want to say I absolutely acknowledge that I Sarah and I both are very privileged to be able to afford clothes that are at a higher price point and I just want to say to anyone out there who either makes the choice to not shop at the quote higher end price point or doesn't have the means to shop at the higher end price point, I respect and honor and hold space for you and I think that is absolutely amazing, absolutely fine. There is no shame, no judgment. In fact, I went to H&M yesterday and bought a t-shirt with my mom. So I just wanted to say 
that there is absolutely no judgment towards whatever you want to spend your money on, whatever you want to spend your time doing. I just want to say that. I hope that y'all enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. I'm here with my best friend, Sarah, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm <laughs> and we are just going to have a nice friends chat. This conversation is going to be an extension of a conversation that we recently had just in real life. And I was inspired by our conversation. Um, this pertains to clothing and body acceptance and shopping and sizes and also just on how to buy clothes really that feel good and are comfortable. And I was so inspired by our conversation that I asked her to be on the podcast again. This is Sarah the Human, by the way. Uh, she was already on the podcast for her book, Borderline Brainwashed. There's two parts. So that was, la- what was that last year? Yeah, I think maybe June. June 2021. Or July. Yeah, okay, 2021. Cool. Great. So we got Sarah back and I'm excited for this combo. Sarah, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. So Sarah and I went shopping, which was really random when I think back. Like It was impromptu because we just went to Glossier and we weren't planning on going clothing shopping, but then we went to the Grove. Okay. So Sarah invited me to Glossier in LA on Melrose. It's on Melrose, right? Yeah. And it's really, it's a really interesting experience. What, yeah. what would you say it was like? Well, you had texted me after and you said, were the workers at Glossier robots? <laughs> because they were acting very robotic. They would like come up to us and almost say a speech that was like premeditated. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it probably was. I probably were just training and saying the same, like, can I help you with this or mm-hmm. something? But I don't know. That was a bizarre experience. And they're yeah. all the same, too. Like, they're wearing the same thing, and they, like, looked similar. <laughs> so It's funny. Like, it's such an L.A. thing to make makeup and skincare an experience. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was cool, though. I mean, it was a really, like, pretty place. It was. Did you, you bought some stuff, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I bought some stuff. They they hooked me on some stuff. <laughs> I came out of there and spent, like, I, <laughs> 200 bucks. I was like, damn it. <laughs> on some speckly eyeshadow. I was like, that looks good, though. I was convincing you. I had, like, four or five things I was going to buy. Then last minute, I was like, never mind. <laughs> and they were, like, upset with me. They were like, we're going to go to your friend instead. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, part of me feels like I'm going to disappoint them if I don't yes. buy something. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Yeah, I do have a problem with feeling guilty when I'm with someone who's, like, making commission on stuff, and then I'm like, sorry. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know if they work on commission, but if they do, that is sad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Well, at least I I made up for us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you spent the big bucks, thanks. Yeah. I do love Glossier. Um, But anyways, after, after that experience, we were like, oh, let's go bop around and we went to some really nice places like the real real well i just went there to pee actually <laughs> but we went to some other like really nice we looked. places we looked and then i was like mm, this is all this is a little too n- nice for me um which is funny that i said that but i was like this is a little too nice for me so we ended up going to the grove okay. where there's more of a mainstream shops um and it's more like an outdoor mall and that's how we ended up shopping 
Correct. Correct. Great. <laughs> yes. So after the experience of shopping, well, how about this? So I had my own like internal experience with trying on clothes and feeling certain ways. And then it was weird because at the end of our experience, we, we walked out of the store. We ended up going to Ritzia and trying on a bunch of stuff. And after the experience, we were both internally processing a lot. And then mm-hmm. we were just like, whoa. And we like just were sharing about our own experience of of shopping. So let's maybe let's like introduce yourself as just Sarah, my friend. You know, obviously you you're, wrote your book, but like a little bit about your story with your body changing. And then I feel like that would be a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I'm Sarah, um, Katie's friend, <laughs> BFF. Um, we've been friends for, gosh, I guess like five years now, something like that. Um, and probably we'll be friends forever. So very exciting. Um, and I actually struggled with an eating disorder um, for eight years. And Katie was um, the person who helped me heal and recover and was the one who honestly helped me see that I even had an eating disorder because for most of that those eight years I had no idea that I had an unhealthy relationship with food so um Katie's just been instrumental in me um recovering and and the ongoing process that it is and so I it was actually really cool to go through this shopping experience with you Mm. because um, I think we didn't know what we were about to go through, no. you know, and like had no idea that it would be something internal that we would both be experiencing and we would have like separate experiences. But anyway, um, yeah, I had not, uh, I honestly have not weighed myself since I've recovered, which I think is part of the recovery process mm-hmm. is that I just have not, I've let go of, you know, caring like what number I am or anything. So I don't really know, like, if I gained weight, if I, you know, I don't really know, but I do know that, um, I, what, before recovery, there's a certain style of clothes that I could go to, that would be my go-to, and I, I knew that would look flattering on me or look good on me or something, but then this shopping experience, and there also was a size, you know, size range, like, oh, I'm either this size or this size, like, and it was pretty predictable, yeah, pretty predictable, yeah, yeah. So this was the first time I had been shopping, I feel like, because I recovered, started the recovery over the pandemic, and I didn't really shop for, like, two years. So, because I was just, like, sitting in sweats for two (laughs) years in my apartment. So when we were in person shopping, I would choose items that I would be pretty sure of, like, oh, I know that, you know, this style is probably going to look good on me or something, or this size range is, like, my size. And I would try it on with you in, in the dressing room. Like, we we actually shared a small, tiny dressing room, and there was a ton of people. We were at Aritzia, and just a ton of people. It was, like, very chaotic. Aritzia's <laughs> wild. They were like, you guys want to share a dressing room? I'm like, Sure, I guess that's fine because it was so busy and they put us in the smallest dressing room. It had room, like, to be the smallest <laughs> one. Like, like there's no way. It was so tiny. Oh, yeah, we were like bumping each other when we were undressing. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I would try something on, you know, that would feel kind of confident, confident that I would look good. And I would kind of be like, oh, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is a no-go, <laughs> you know? And... 
I think a part of me was a little discouraged with some of the items I tried on because I was just realizing, oh, I don't really know my new body very well. And so I actually want to start a new process of getting to know my new body and getting to know how to dress my new body um, really well. And, And then there was another element to it where there were some sizes that I would try and the pants would be like just too tight and like not very flattering. And usually if something was in that size range and it wasn't flattering or too tight, I would just say, okay, can't have the pants. But you actually encouraged me. You're like, oh, well, why don't you try a size up or like two sizes up? And I tried it on and it looked so much better. And I was like, oh, it's it's not that these pants don't work, it's that I didn't have the right size. And so just shifting my mindset to, it's not about like fitting into whatever size, whatever number is on there. It's just about like what fits my body. Mm -hmm. And so you helped me kind of like go through that. You know, we were kind of going through that (laughs) dressing room. And so that was a little mini revelation I had. That's so interesting because I wasn't even really trying to help you. Like I was just like, I feel like you were like, does this look good? I'm like, you're like, it kind of feels a little tight. And I'm like, oh, like, let's let's get an, another size. Yeah, like, duh. And like, <laughs> like, with a smile on my face, just yeah. like, it's going to be great. You know, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm going through my own stuff. And then, like, yeah. the fact that you're, like, having a revelation and, like, yeah. neither one of us are communicating that to right. each other. We're just, like, smiles on our face. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. And you're like, okay. And then the Aritzia girls are, like, popping their head in every five <laughs> seconds. Like, you, you girls need anything? I'm like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> That's so good. I'm glad that that was a, I'm, it's so surprising how both of us are kind of internal processors. <laughs> For sure. We're just like, what? For um, sure. In your recovery, did you avoid looking at your body as it changed or what was that process like for you? That's a good question. I don't think so. I think it was more, I literally was wearing sweats <laughs> every day. And so when we were buying real clothes, like, actual pants or actual shirt instead of a t-shirt or something um you know that's a different ball game than sweats or t-shirt it's just harder for me to tell um my that my body's changing um as much as it as it had you know I think I definitely noticed that my body changed um but I didn't quite know how it related to real structured clothing yeah yeah, especially the leather pants you tried. <laughs> yeah, leather yeah. pants are really is a good indicator on mm-hmm. how to how to dress your body. I don't know yeah, what I'm saying. For sure. yeah. No, I agree. That's cool. So, how is your experience now? Like, did that that revelation? I think the biggest thing was being excited to buy something a couple sizes up, and that I would have, you know, not done before. Um, I think when I get a shirt that's a large or something, instead of looking at it as, oh, this large is an indicator of, you know, my body and its worth or something like that, the large is just how I want it to fit. Like, I want it to fit, like, large. I want it to be kind of like, I don't know, a looser fit or something or just fit well Mm -hmm. and that might be a large in that certain brand or that certain and that's okay like Mm -hmm. obviously you know so but that was a mental hurdle hurdle for me um to kind of 
accept and and move forward with but now i think that the sizing issue is just my mindset has totally reframed it mm -hmm. to where it's just i'm you know i'm it's like everything yeah. that you know yeah i think when i was quote when i had a model body you know really really ill and not well and i was doing like e-com and a lot of brand shoots like everything fit me because because well everything was was um clamped which mm -hmm. like literally everything was clamped which mm -hmm. is like really sad um and it's like that in in real life with most people but also I guess I didn't care about like you said I cared about the size I was that was like a lot of my self-worth and now if I'm buying a certain let's say I'm buying a pair of jean shorts I'm gonna I like my pants to fit a little bit looser right so I'm going to buy them probably one to two maybe even three sizes up because I want them to fit that way whereas like literally this happened today I was at a PR event with my friend Kelly and they were like there was some jean shorts and she was like you look like a size this and she mentioned what she thought my size was which actually wasn't my size it was too small um and I was like no that's not my size I'm I actually want this size and like her face was so confused mm. like she's like are you sure mm. and I was like mm, that's interesting mm -hmm. but yeah I'm like yeah I am sure mm -hmm. like I'm definitely sure you know so it's just interesting I, I don't know I don't even really know what that experience meant because that just happened and I was yeah. just like it it almost says so much more about her like to have a to make a face about that yeah of like her like surprise you know she was yeah. really surprised yeah um, well actually that reminds me of another thing that I had in that experience too mm -hmm. was like we were kind of like I would have thought oh, you know, we're the similar sizes, you know, and like mm -hmm. we are similar sizes, but like um, different, it's different mm -hmm. on stuff. So it's something I'd be like, oh, like, let's just, I'll, I'll, this doesn't fit me, but like, it might fit you or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I just, my perception of your body was inaccurate. And I, and I think that says more about me and like my experience and my it's like kind of an eating disorder brain thing to kind of maybe have a a perception that the other person must just be like way better than me in ways that aren't better like mm -hmm. you know just way thinner than me or like way you know whatever it yeah. is and it's just like I think it all just comes down to realizing that I every day I just need to accept my body and like myself more, you know, every day and kind of loving myself and, and my body more every day. And then also celebrating your body and loving mm -hmm. you and, and loving you more every day and, and all that. <laughs> but it's like, if you would have asked me, you know, probably to pick out your size, it's like, I don't have any business doing that. Like that's your body you know, and you know, and I don't need to know. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. I, I went to um, Aritzia, which I really don't like that they do this. I went to Aritzia again, actually, last week to get a long sleeve shirt, kind of like the one you're wearing now. And I 
the woman was like, I put a pair of jeans in there for you if you want to try it on with a pair of jeans because I was wearing um, kind of like the outfit you have. I was wearing black <laughs> leggings like that. The flare. We inspire each other's yeah. style. <laughs> and uh, they were way small. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. really like. Yeah. And I actually have, I'm not going to mention who, but I have a client who said that experience happened to her at Aritzia too, where they like, I think maybe they like guess someone's size mm. and I'm just like, oof, that's, it's yeah. a weird, it's just, you never really know what people are going through and it's hard. It's kind of like saying like, oh, I bet you weigh this much. It's like, no matter what they say, it doesn't feel good. Totally. If it's it above or below, it's like, yeah, doesn't feel good it's either not, way. Like you feel, you know, if you're on if you have any sort of body image struggles, which I'm sorry, but I'm sure a lot of people who walk through there do. Like, I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah, of So course. it's like, yeah, feeling that fire isn't necessarily the best. For sure. If anyone's listening at Aritzia, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. So uh, what was your experience yeah, like, yeah. in the dressing room? <laughs> so actually, my experience started um, in Nordstrom, okay. where we were before. Okay. And I told this to, I just had a, her name, her Instagram and TikTok is Emily Loves Fashion, and she's awesome. She's She was just on the show, and I told her about this, but I didn't even tell Sarah about this, I think, until, like, much later, like, when we were decompressing after the whole experience. <laughs> um, but I tried on three pairs of Levi's. They were all different sizes, and they were kind of, like, the same styles, but, like, a little bit different. Levi's, there's a lot of Levi styles that are, like, almost the same, but not. It's kind of totally, confusing. Yeah. And, um, I really felt like they were going to fit because the sizing I went what I would consider like safe on like, okay, this will one of these will probably fit. Right. And I couldn't get any of them over my butt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like that's such a weird feeling, like just in the dank Nordstrom dressing room with the terrible overhead lighting and I'm just like yeah. looking in the mirror with like my underwear with my <laughs> pants like just not even getting over my butt and I'm like whoa yeah um it's even hard. in my yeah, yeah even in my I consider myself fully recovered and I really do love my body I think there's just like residual yeah. feelings that just kind of you know I I think recovery is a lot of recovery is lived experience for me so that was a new experience mm-hmm. for me. Just like for you. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't really realize you have maybe some issues until you're like experiencing them in the moment. And then you're like, oh, okay. Totally. Interesting. Like right before that process, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm 1000% recovered, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have that. It's like, wait, why is this hard? You know, yeah. like, why is this so hard? But it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So then that was interesting. And I actually really was proud of myself. I really brushed it off. And I was like, it's okay. Like Levi's are stiff. I think I had asked you to, or I was like, Levi's are hard for me. You know, they, they don't really fit me that well. Yeah. They're not stretchy. Yeah. They're not stretchy. And so we went to Aritzia and just like Sarah was having her experience, I was having mine. And I remember when you, you like, even just, just the comparing, like you said, it's hard not to a little bit. Yeah. It's hard not to a little bit. And when you said, like, you're you're this, like, size, a part of me felt so empowered. It was like, I'm not. Like, Sarah, yeah. I'm actually this size, I think. Like, let's find out. And then a part of me was like, ooh, like, there was one point in time where I was the smallest person and mm. now I'm not anymore. Like, now I'm, like, bigger than mm-hmm. other people here. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It was... 
it, it wasn't – I didn't feel like I went to the point where I was, like, triggered or, like, in depth or, of anything, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, an interesting observation. Yeah, I think what's interesting about it, though, is, like, I I think that's true. You know, you're not the smallest person in the room anymore, mm-hmm. and thank God you're not, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like – at the same time, so many times I look at you and think that you are the most, like, glowing, radiant, seriously full of light person in the room. Thank you. In, like, from an internal standpoint and external, like, seriously external, your external appearance is insanely more beautiful, seriously, than when you were super stick thin model body. Like, and... I knew you when you were really thin and I thought you were so beautiful then and I didn't have a clue like what your capacity for beauty was oh gosh, in that moment. So I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> and it's I like, believe you too. I really it, do yeah. believe you. And which is so, but it's just so cool to think about how like I think eating disorder brain says like, oh, smaller must be more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, like, society, mm-hmm. too. And those are just lies mm-hmm. because that literally is not true at all. It's like, no, you are bigger, you know, than you were. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like, maybe you're uh, bigger than me. But it doesn't mean anything at all. Like, yeah. it doesn't – it's like you also and could be way more beautiful than – me or anyone that you are bigger than, you know, and like, same for me. It's like, I can be bigger than somebody, but like, I don't know, not to say everyone has their own beauty. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so not, size is just not related. It's, yeah, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, I would say the same thing about you. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I gotta bring this back. But honestly, though, even, you know, in terms of, like you said, internal and external, yes, you have changed so much <laughs> since I've known you. You guys don't even know. And, it, and in such a beautiful way and such an amazing way that I have seen you become like reborn literally like many times. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is a glowing angel. Like when you walked up to my courtyard in my apartment I was like oh my gosh look at her you just she just got her hair cut her hair is curled she's got the most amazing smile and I just love who you are you're just the best and it's interesting because the the eating disorder energy is very competitive and when you have a friend who also has an eating disorder you don't really realize how that energy exists until you're out of it. Like you and I have both, Mm, you know, recovered. mm -hmm, Yeah. And in a way like that energy is no longer there. And oh my gosh, like our friendship is 10 times better. Totally. That's so true. Like I would have never thought in the moment back then that like maybe there was any competition or like anything weird. But Mm -hmm. then now like looking back, it's like maybe there was because now our friendship is just so much deeper and richer and, truer yeah I always say to my clients and just to people on the podcast I feel like I've said this once but I'll say it again eating disorder energy is self-centered is selfish Mm. is self everything Mm -hmm. ego whereas Mm -hmm. you know 
authentic energy, your, your true self isn't selfish or self-centered. It's a consequence of your eating disorder. So I think a lot of people feel a lot of regret, like, oh, I said all these things when I had my eating disorder to like my parents or to my friends or my partner, which, yeah, like you can feel sad about that and feel bad about that. But I think like moving forward, just knowing that's not really your like authentic self. That's like a consequence of eating disorder. Like eating disorder energy is just selfish. Yeah, like we're more our authentic selves and it is transferring into our relationships and making them more genuine and just the connection stronger. Mm. That's that's really cool. It's like our our egoic self, self-centered self is not our true self. You know, recovery brings out our authentic Mm -hmm. self that is more loving more accepting more genuine Mm. yay okay let's i appreciate you so much thank you for saying all that (laughs) stuff that was so sweet (laughs) of course i know your listeners are like "Uh uh-huh yeah definitely like they know they can see it too (laughs) i do i will say like recovery glow is definitely real like i look back on old Mm -hmm. photos and i'm like i was a little bit gray (laughs) just a little bit of a gray aura. yeah for sure Um, yeah do you do you feel different? Like, do you feel like you look different? I wonder. Yeah. 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 And it, it's interesting because it, when I first started weight restoring, all of my, like, weight went to my stomach and my face and my legs. All the parts of myself that I was, my eating disorder was holding on to the mm, most. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting because at first, it's this is, like, all about, it's all about perspective and mindset because and time, like letting yourself just recover and give yourself time. Like it's not easy. I tell all my clients, it's not easy to weight restore. It's not sexy. It's it's kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah awkward. <laughs> so, a good word awkward. <laughs> and I absolutely hated the way my face looked and the way my stomach looked and the way my legs looked. And now, I mean, my weight is redistributed a little bit, but I mean, I still have the weight in my face and in my legs and a lot of it in my stomach too. And I absolutely love it. Like, I feel like I, I got a facial today and she was like, your skin is so elastic. You have so much collagen in your skin. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's you know, great. Yeah. So, so I think it's just all about mindset. But yeah, yeah, I do feel, feel physically more beautiful. I mean, it does come from the inside, I would say. And I think everyone, like you said, there's, everyone is beautiful. And, but yeah, just becoming your more authentic self, just makes you feel more attractive, I think, honestly. That's so true. And confidence, too. It it helps with confidence. Like, I think insecurity is related in a lot of ways to eating disorder energy and being on, you know, on the journey of recovering, it brings out a lot of confidence. And I think confidence is so attractive. Like, it really is. I mean, Mm. it just, someone with confidence, I'm like, I'm attracted to you. Yes, <laughs> me too. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you have confidence? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I definitely still have, you know, some insecurities that pop up, but overall I feel confident. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a confident answer. So that that's is. a good sign. <laughs> yes, good. I'm like, yay. Maybe. You radiate <laughs> There's my that. insecurity. No, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Scratch to that. I'm just kidding. I mean, confidence is, is so dependent, I feel like, on situ- like situations and, like, there's so much past 
trauma. <laughs> yeah. Like, just in the dressing room. Like, right. it was really hard for you to be confident then. That's because, true. Because, you know, you had some layers there. That's true. Depends on the situation and who I'm with, for sure. Yeah, who you're with. Who you're yeah. with. Oh. Yeah. I'm confident around y'all, for sure. Same. So I'm comfortable. I think it relates to if I'm comfortable and feel safe, mm-hmm. then I'm super confident. And then, you know, maybe if I'm, like really scared about something I might not be I don't know yeah do you feel confident yeah sometimes yeah it's situational for me there's there's not all the time though yeah I think that's normal though like yeah it's not it's like being it's like when people say like I just want to be happy it's like what they really probably mean is I just want to be happy like generally because if you're always happy then you can't really see like that's annoying and also just like you can't see what's when there's like red flags in your life or something right wrong. it's like toxic positivity, yeah, it's toxic or positivity. Yes, yes exactly yeah but yeah like I just want to be content you know I think I like that word because it's like I don't know if it is or just my definition of it but I think content maybe encompasses things might not be perfect mm. you know but I'm content I'm mm-hmm happy I don't know (laughs) yeah this is kind of circling back but I do have to shout you out just because you shouted me out so much I have to shout you out and say this I'm smiling because I'm remembering the day that Sarah told me I should become a coach she was the one because you're over here like Katie helped me recover and which I mean you did all the work I was just like you should do this (laughs) (laughs) but um you were like oh my gosh you would be an amazing coach and like consult people and that was when the wheels were turning for me so I do have to thank you for that that conversation I stand by it (laughs) I have come to you also with public speaking you're very I really trust you you're a really good friend and you you. are very multifaceted in what you offer thank you maybe I should be a coach I'm just kidding I'm like uh, (laughs) I do feel like you would be a great safe space for people yeah i'll be a listener that's what i'll do Mm -hmm. i'll just listen and give people you know most of the work support there you go that's um okay let's switch gears i wanted another reason i wanted to have sarah on is to talk about her experience with buying nicer clothes higher quality clothes i guess not not nicer maybe not the right word but higher quality clothes um because we had this conversation um you know, I, in the past, have done fast fashion. I've done faster fashion. <laughs> I've done really, really cheap, 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 cheap clothes that are, like, definitely not sustainable or at all ethical. So, Sarah, you know, you have – you're – I would say you're more of a minimalist with your style. Like, you don't have that much stuff. You always look amazing. Always look amazing honestly, effortlessly, so amazing. And I'm, I admire your style. So tell me, just tell me what you told, just tell me in my audience what you told me, because I feel like I just need to give you the floor. And when it comes to buying higher quality clothes. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm sure I'm not going to say exactly how I said it with you, but I'll try to remember. Um, yeah, I think with, for me, I'll, I can just share my journey with yeah, it because I totally was super into fast fa- fast fashion for years and um, just 
constantly shopping at Zara and Urban Outfitters and H&M and you know those are kind of my go-to and Mm -hmm. I actually envisioned myself just always shopping there and um, you know any sort of item that costs more expensive than that price point um, I would not really understand why anyone you know might spend that much on clothes like that was kind of my mindset you know it was just very like do not invest in the clothes that I'm wearing like that was just how the pattern I'd formed in my life and so I think it shifted for me when during the pandemic I was cleaning out my closet and I was just kind of like purging some stuff and giving things to goodwill and I just realized like there's so many things that one just looked so shitty like Mm -hmm. I'd gotten it from Zara or whatever and it just I'd worn it like two times and it looks just terrible like the quality just doesn't last and it didn't look good and then I also just had so many clothes that were totally out of season like (laughs) honestly like they were just super trendy and like just totally out of season I just couldn't really wear them anymore at least I didn't want to um and and then they were like just I I just found myself because they were a cheaper price point I bought more stuff so also Mm -hmm. from a sustainability standpoint I didn't feel good about I feel like I was wasting so much material Mm -hmm. um just kind of going through clothes so often so that kind of prompted a change in me so I just started by um I started with Reformation. That was kind of like mm-hmm. my gateway into <laughs> more sustainable clothing. Um, and I just kind of got hooked on it from there where instead of buying five things from H&M, I would buy one thing at Reformation. And that one thing might cost all five of those things at, from H&M all combined. But it would last me just so much longer. Like I would still have it in my closet. And then I also would buy more basic things. Um, And I think that's, you know, just my personal style. You know, I think other people might like more brighter colors or more trendy stuff, and that's great. Um, But I just have been more drawn to, like, more staples to where Mm. I can kind of interchange um, a lot of items. And and also budget-wise, it kind of – it helps for me to – spend more money on one item of clothing that I can wear over and over again Mm -hmm. and have it not be very noticeable. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it just opened kind of a good can of worms, I guess, to where I just realized, okay, when I'm in these, wearing these expensive items, I feel super good about the impact it's having on the earth. Like it's more sustainable. And then I also... um, makes me feel, uh, I guess, a little elegant because I have something that's nice on, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's a t-shirt, but just, you know, better quality and a higher price point even, it makes me feel appreciative that, you know, of what I have on. And and so, and again, I'm not again, but I think it's important to note that, like, this is just so dependent on budget mm-hmm. and, like, it might be hard for someone to afford, a, you know, more than one item at H&M. And, like, if that is the season that someone's in, like, that's – I just want to kind of call that out. Yeah. That, like, that, um, 
you know, is definitely important to like do whatever you can that makes you feel good and in mm-hmm. whatever price range you mm-hmm. can. Um, so just, you know, from my experience, like I have just started instead of buying, you know, multiple clothing, just buying one piece of clothing that's a lot higher of a price point, I guess. Yes. When you told me that, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. When you told me that on the Grove, on the lawn, <laughs> eating our acai bowls, <laughs> I, that was my experience. Like you were like, I had this realization. I literally had that then. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, I texted you after. And I was like, thank you for telling me that because I think that's what I needed to hear. Um, because I, I'll just be honest. I have always come from a scarcity when it comes to like finances. Like that's definitely something that was integrated in my childhood and you know really felt like I didn't have as much money as any of my friends growing up and it became something I was really scared about so there was like the scarcity mindset and I think just kind of realizing that I didn't always have to subscribe to that and I like the approach of doesn't necessarily mean that you need to spend more money it just means buying less stuff and spending you know saving your money to buy maybe one thing which is it's really hard to make that shift if you're used to it is going you know on shein.com and getting five dollar pants like that's not easy to be like oh let me just wait until i have 290 dollars instead to yeah or, you know even 75 dollars. like it's it's hard and i appreciate you for acknowledging that not everyone I mean who knows like there may be some day where I'm like yeah I just want to buy clothes at H&M again and that's fine it doesn't have anything to do with anyone's worth and everyone's on their own journey for sure Um, but if you are in the boat where you are inspired by this conversation I think asking yourself like why don't I feel like I deserve Mm, to buy clothes from reformation Mm -hmm. yeah I love that question though like um I, I do think scarcity mindset or yeah abundance mindset I think is um related to feeling empowered to purchase you know a higher priced item of clothing for yourself and it's like a form of it might be a form of self-love it's definitely a form of self-love for me I mean and knowing that I'm entrusting myself with my finances like acknowledging I'm not irresponsible with my finances this is a decision that I am choosing to actively treat myself with this and I deserve it just because I'm me and mm-hmm. <laughs> same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think that's what it is that I, I had so much guilt around, well, I'm, I'm never going to be the type of person who will buy, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess you would not consider it like designer clothing, but just higher, higher yeah. end, like you said, price point. And it's just interesting when you kind of have that shift of of asking yourself, why don't I feel like I deserve that? Why don't I feel like I can give myself that option? Um, It's it's interesting. It was really good for me. And yeah, like I'm not buying as many clothes now. Actually, I made the decision as well that I I get sent a lot of free stuff. Not a lot, but Mm, I get sent free stuff sometimes and it's really I'm really grateful 
so grateful. I feel really lucky and really blessed, but I have made the decision most of the time to say no to clothing that I'm not able to return or just like that isn't something I feel like I'm going to really, really wear, which is not easy too because I'm like saying no to free clothes and I still say yes sometimes. But it's been really healing for me because it's helped me decide if I really like something. Like when you have so much stuff, when you are just trying to keep up with the trends or for me, like when I have so much free stuff or even if you pay for, you know, these trends on like Shein or whatever, H&M, it's, you don't really know what you really like. You don't even have your own style in a way. You kind of just get confused. Like how did you feel like, do you feel like you used to kind of try and keep up with the trends? Absolutely. Yeah, you used to work in, Absolutely. in an office where you felt like you had to wear yes. something different every day. I remember I, you told me that. I used to work in fashion for a fashion brand. And yeah, I definitely felt like that. And it was exhausting. And yeah, in a way, if I limit myself to fast fashion and just three places that I go to to shop, I'm being controlled by their like little control sample of this is what you are going to wear this is what you're going to look like and it's not even my decision so I love that you called out decision um, because it is empowering to look at it with the abundance mindset look at shopping that way of just saying I have all the options in the world Mm -hmm. and whatever pair of shoes I want to buy for this wedding I have all the options in the world and I can choose what shoes I want to wear. I can choose if I want to wear $50 shoes or $1,000 shoes. Yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. And either option I can do. And both are great. And, you know, it's it's up to me. And, like, what is going to feel right for that event or whatever. So it gives a lot of your power back. Yeah. Reclaiming a lot of that power. That's so true. Trends are so weird as a fit model, former fit model, and just fit. Oh my gosh, I've said this a million times. It sounds like a broken record, but it is it is wild. It is chaotic how people are coming up with what's trendy for you. Have you ever seen Double Wears Prada? Yeah. When she like does that whole, she like goes oh, down yeah. the <laughs> I love that. rabbit hole where she's yes. like, oh, you don't follow the trends. And then she like goes like this, it's like a really funny scene where she goes deep and basically like it all comes, like what exactly what she was wearing was like determined by, you know, this like designer, which is like kind of funny and interesting. But I feel like really fast fashion places take that to the extreme and it's kind of addicting to shop fast fashion. Absolutely. It, it is kind of like a, a habit to, to break where it might take a while. And I yeah. think that could be something too of just also having grace of if this is a change like someone is interested in making, you know, being able to just start slow and, mm-hmm. do, you know, ease into it. Yeah. Yeah, we're really privileged to be able to do that. For sure. <laughs> we're so, I know, it's a privileged conversation for sure. And yeah, yeah I mean, um, I think that it's also a way to be conscious, you know, with the privilege. That's another point, too, of just, okay, you know, we have the means, so where are we putting our money? Like, mm-hmm. is it to um, help elevate either the world or people and, you know, help give back to the earth or people, or is it just 
perpetuating systems that are not benefiting either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, is another way to look at it. Yeah. I am inspired to be a more conscious consumer as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm working on my not feeling guilty with my purchases. Um, yeah, like you said, too, I'm not irresponsible. It's like funny when you actually zoom out and examine, like I'm actually just really spending money on food and rent and <laughs> gas and bills. And then like, of course, I want to, you know, spend some money on just improving my life if I can. And like, if that means getting a massage or getting a facial sometimes, that's cool. That's hard for me though. That's hard to do. It was hard for me to to buy my car. I literally had a broken down car. It was just stopping in the middle of oh, no. driving my old little Jeep. <laughs> and it was just so hard for me to buy a car. I'm like, wait, this is bad. <laughs> like I need to examine what's going on here. So I really am inspired by people who have that abundance mentality, who are responsible, you know, not like, I don't know, there's a difference between right, like right. abundance mentality and, <laughs> right. and what am I thinking? Like people who are just like, yeah, like overspenders or, or yeah, whatever, just yeah. like not conscious consumers and stuff, but for sure it's, it's many is made up, you know, <laughs> that's my perspective. Yeah. It's just made up. Mm-hmm. So it is made up. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> Totally made up. Just printed on the printers, you know. <laughs> I sometimes I remind myself of that. Yeah. So like, oh. It's weird. It's weird. Bunny's weird. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. I really love uh, talking. I love it when you're on. I want you to come back more. <laughs> I would love to come back sometime. Um, and thanks for having me. I love being on it. It's so fun. This was definitely a more chill experience for me because the first time I was on, it was my first ever podcast ever. And I was terrified. So I was really nervous too. Cause I'd never so done funny. in person before. Oh really? And okay. Just like today, it was really hot. I, I don't know why every time you record over here, <laughs> I bring the heat, <laughs> you bring the heat girl. Cause it's so hot in LA today it and is. the AC is too loud. Yeah, that's so, okay. We're that's just okay. We're sweating just, and we're talking. Hot and <laughs> yeah. talking. Um, do you, are you on social media right I now? I am. Okay, great. Yes. I'll leave Sarah the Human Instagram down below. Anywhere else? Perfect. Yeah, it's Sarah the Human with three N's. If you shout out Sarah the Human with one N, let what her about, know I want her what handle. What about two? What about two? <laughs> or, or two, but <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're cool. So, <laughs> but yeah, three N's. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, com is a website. Wait, you have a website? I do. <laughs> How did I not know that? Why I don't am I? Know. That's exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. You I did, did it myself, so okay. it looks like I did it myself. <laughs> Wait, I didn't mind myself. <laughs> okay, well, yours doesn't. Yours looks amazing. Wait, I'm gonna look at it right now. <laughs> okay, look at it. Look at your true on on the record first thoughts. I'll tell everyone what your face looks like. <laughs> oh, it's cute. Okay, that was good. That was. Good. I love it. <laughs> this is so cute. I love the green. I love the emerald green. Um, I love you. Oh, I love that picture of you. I love that dress. I don't even Cotton know Citizen, what it is. right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cotton Aww. Citizen. Everyone check out SarahTheHuman.com and then you can click the you can click any of the links above, but specifically the one book is in regards to her book, Borderline Brainwash, which is an amazing book. 
and give her a follow. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Love you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs>